I did bodybuilding for so long and then I had acquired an audience who were attracted to men with nice physiques. And then I started being uh, more sexually expressive, wearing less clothes, dancing, and just being more what I felt was authentic to myself Mm -hmm. on social media. I went from like 15,000 to 85,000 followers. Now I have like 80% men who are following me. This past September, I had started my OnlyFans for the first time and it blew the fuck up. I'm Alexa, and you're listening to That Sex Check, a Soulfire production. Howdy ho, y'all. You're in for a special treat today. Howdy. Come on now. You might recognize that this is not the voice of my beautiful wife, Alexa Nicole, now Bowditch, but it's her husband, her other half, Jordan Maurice Bowditch, doing a little takeover today, a little guy on guy action, some bro on bro action um, with Mr. Scott here. And Scott is a good friend, a brother from another mother, um, a previous client, and just somebody that I so value and admire and am inspired by in so many ways. Quick little intro for Mr. Scottsky here. He is a Missouri native thriving here in Austin, Texas. We're actually recording this live together in my home. And after serving in the Marines, he started a successful fitness coaching business in 2015. And in 2021, he went through an unexpected life change that inspired him to create a men's mental and emotional health community called Mentality. And that's the short long of it. And there'll be a lot more that we dig into on this podcast here. What's up, bro? Good to see you. It's good to be here. Mm-hmm. And I, my heart is almost racing because I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm with one of my good friends. Mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to do a podcast, which I love. And I've got stories to tell. Yes. So certainly part of this podcast, a big juicy topic we're going to dig into is OnlyFans because Scott here has a thriving OnlyFans account. Um, but before we get into that, I would love to hear a little bit of your life's journey. Like what brought you to the here and now, you know, the, the cliff notes, so to speak. Okay, guys and gals, let's buckle up because I'm about to just go do it. I've been telling this story for the past year because it's been so impactful and life-changing for me, and so much growth has come from all of it. It's really come from me doing some deep introspection and getting to know myself. So let's, uh, let's begin. I'm going to go with uh, it all started about 25 I just turned 33. So about 25 years ago, I was seven years old and my mom left the family. I've heard that story before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My mom and dad were were married young and um, my mom just felt like it was time to go. And um, still has emotion behind it right now because it was really traumatic. So as a seven-year-old boy, I didn't really know what to do with that, that information or, or that feeling. And I didn't really have anybody around to help me digest it or process it. Um, my family or my parents were hypersexual. Uh, my dad had, um, he's, he was a male dancer. He had a company called Magic Men Production. So no was, way. Yeah, dude. So it was really funny when Magic Mike came out. I was like, oh my God, this is awkwardly weird. <laughs> so what did he do? Magic Man Production. What so was that? That was a um, exotic dancing, I guess okay. you'd call it. So, like private, for uh, events. Bachelorette parties, anything, <laughs> anything. So it's, the, it's making yeah, sense. This yeah. is great. So it's in the blood. So he uh-huh. danced. He was um, exhibitionist. Mm-hmm. Imagine he got a lot of his validation through that means too. Um, so 
he would, unbeknownst to me as a child, um, I was conditioned to be hypersexual. He would say, hey, this is how you flirt with a woman. This is how you treat them, and da, 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 da. And it wasn't really the best way, in my opinion, now that I'm older and can look back and reflect on it. Um, but those things stuck with me. And I used and saw sexual connection with specifically women um, as a way of filling that void of pain that I had when my mom left. And I sought that. I sought that love that I, um, that I never really received from my mother. Mm-hmm. And I also didn't trust women because I felt like I could get hurt. They leave. They leave. From yeah. Mom. And mm-hmm. I give, yeah. So throughout my adult, my, my, um, my youth and my adulthood, I was not faithful in any of my relationships. I always had, um, I would have a partner and then I would always have multiple backups, I guess you could say. Yeah. And, uh, it resulted in me sabotaging my relationships. I had little self-worth because I knew that I wasn't doing the right thing, mm. but it was just my pattern and I wasn't allowing myself to be aware of it. And how many relationships was that pattern playing out in? Like roughly, was it like everyone you've ever had since as long as you can remember more or less? Yes, because it's wow. what I, it's what I knew. It's what I knew to do. It's yeah. how I operated. And I never took the time to evaluate it or have anybody confront me or I never hit a low. So low enough mm-hmm. from it that it forced me to be like, I can't tolerate this anymore until 2021. And just to pause real quick, weren't you also married? Is that right? Or did I get that wrong? Yes, yeah, that's okay, correct. Cool. And that was actually one of my most impactful experiences because I had, I was in the Marine Corps and I went to Germany and I, I met a woman who loved me like a, a mother figure would. She took care of me. So that, mm. that pushed all my triggers. And uh, she's a German woman. And when we, when we went back to the United States after my tour was finished, um, I had difficulties helping her assimilate to the culture. And okay. I had difficulties connecting with her. So I felt a lot of pressure to support her financially. And I ended up meeting a, through my fitness coaching, I met a man from Chicago and uh, he supported me and we ended up creating a, a romantic relationship. He's about 20 years, my senior, but, but I just wanted at the time someone to take care of me. And that's what I've always wow. wanted. Um, and did she know about this? I don't think that she knew about it mm-hmm. unless she was like turning a blind eye to it. Mm-hmm. But eventually it all came undone. Uh, about two years into it. And it was a very tormenting relationship, a lot yeah. of manipulating and, and unhealthy things. As you could imagine, um, the situation where someone who's 20 years older would essentially engage in a romantic relationship with someone who's married. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot of unhealthy things going on there. Hmm. So there's lots of arguing, lots of frustration, lots of pervasion of both relationships. In fact, those two uh, created their own relationship as a friendship. Oh, wow. And it was so deep that he would know anytime I had any sexual interactions with her and he would keep score. And that was, it was oh, insane. Wow. Sick, bro. It was nuts. But we had traveled. He was a very well to do person or he is. We travel along the, around the United States partying and I'd be telling her that I was out doing training events and stuff. Oh. So it was a lot of stress and anxiety. I was, mm. I was um, enjoying some moments, but it was just, it would swing with tons of stress and some fun, just tons of stress with the lies. And uh, finally that did its course. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then coming back to 2021 and quick side note, did you, you had a romantic relationship with this man too, correct? Like on some level? Okay. Oh yeah. It was, um, it was full, full sexual. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's a question that's often asked. 
uh, yeah, I've had a boyfriend. I've considered the questions like, oh, <laughs> I get this on my OnlyFans a lot too. I'm mm-hmm. skip a little bit. Hey, are you top, bottom, or whatever? I'm like, uh-huh. there's also a term called verse where you can do both or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so that was the part of the experience as well. And uh, we'll jump around here a little bit, yeah. just following threads of inspiration. Would you, what, how would you, um, if you were to label yourself and your sexual preferences in a few words, what does that look like? Me, it's, uh, I often use the term sexually fluid. Mm-hmm. Heteroflexible, um, I've heard too. Does that resonate? That resonates with me mm-hmm. too. Uh, I am open to relationships with men, but it has to be, like, I have to be like head over heels. Mm-hmm. I have to be like really attracted and, and or the, the right circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. So then coming back to 2021 last year yeah. and uh, an awakening of sorts, and I'll, I'll pop in here real quick. So I met Scott at... A shindig. I guess it was a personal development weekend, like a mastermind. And Alex and I were doing, did a talk there. And then we came back later that night for the kind of after party experience. And if you're watching this on Instagram, you can see this man is a man. Like you look at him, he is jacked. You were a former competitor, right? Like, yeah, um, actually, uh, bodybuilding I almost went pro um, in 2019. I, I'll be real quick about this. 2019, I, my first national competition. USA's the big competition for anybody who's not familiar. I did a big bodybuilding competition where I could have gone professional. It was the first one I did. And I got third place in the heavyweights among 22 of the other best heavyweight bodybuilders in the country. So, wow. Yeah. This man is jacked. Make no mistake. And what's your Instagram handle? It's at holiday bam and holiday has two L's. Two L's. So you can check him out there. I mean, this guy is ripped to the max. So I'm I'm blushing. Yeah. (laughs) It's even more fun to paint this picture knowing just like how physically fit you are in the midst of all this. I think it just makes it more appealing and interesting, your story. Oh, that's a good point too. I like to be an anomaly or I like to, um, to surprise people with show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's fun to have people think that they know something and then, and then something else comes out of it. Cause it's like, I can help teach a lesson without yep. doing much work. Like, yeah, I think it's yeah. And to that point, so when I, I met Scott, I, it was, he's so physically dominant, so to speak, but like emotionally and in communication and interaction, you are so like kind and soft and easy to connect with and sincere and super present, like your eye contact, the way you ask questions, it's, yeah, you are an anomaly of sorts because one might look at you and almost as a man, at least feel instantly a little threatened. Like, Oh, I got a posture. Cause this dude's freaking huge, you know? So I got to s- step up a little bit. Um, and one more thing I'll share quickly is, so Scott was in my men's group manifestation, uh, last year and you're in two rounds of it, right? I believe that's correct. The yeah. second one, Jordan asked me to help assist yes. the team because it was, it was so clear your ability to lead. And an example of that, that really illustrates that is I do without giving too much of my secret sauce away. There's a, an experience I do called confession session where everybody goes around and shares their shame, so to speak. And the kind of sentence stem for it is something I don't want you to know about me is. And so the idea is we discover what's most personal is most universal. Something that feels so personal and scary to me that I don't want anybody to know. It's like, wow, everybody can relate to that on some level. It's never the same exact story, but there's a lot of shared emotions and intensity there. And when we share our shit, there's amazing connection, especially in a safe space where we can not play it safe. And there's confidentiality, there's trust, there's all these kinds of things. 
And Scott and his share talks about some of his experiences he's had with men. And you could just feel this, like it opened up the portal and the energy in this session, in this men's group. And it was so palpable and it just really set the tone for like, we're going there. We're sharing, nothing's off limits here. Nothing's out of bounds. Let's share everything that we think we might be judged about. And I love that about you. You're such an open book. You are on your Instagram and you will be more in this podcast, I'm sure. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. That was a very meaningful um, manifestations course. Stuck with me. That's a great lesson to how human experiences can vary, but the human emotions are universal and we can connect with those. I've used that a lot to connect with my audience. Yeah. So thank you for that, that gift, that tool. Yeah. It's awesome. So bringing it back to 2021 yeah, so awakening of sorts. Yeah. So 2021, I had been dating a woman that I was deeply in love with um, for about a year and a half. We were in a nice home, getting ready to move into a nicer home. And she had started having hesitations and reservations about the commitment. And she decided to question me a little bit harder about my phone usage and the people in my communication and what I was liking. And uh, I did natural stimulus and reaction um, where, where I denied, deflect, deny, all those things. You know what? I'm going to back it up a little bit because cool. in the fall leading up to January, February time of 21, in the fall of 2020, uh, I had some real difficulties communicating with her and she's like, you're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. I was like, I can repeat all the things you're saying to me. So it got so frustrating. We're like, I don't even know why we're having these arguments. You listening, like, but you ain't hearing kind of a thing. Bro, no. <laughs> yeah. So it got like, we were doing two, three, four hour arguments and I'm just bewildered. I'm like, I'm so lost. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. So I ended up hiring Holly Rosebud uh, for three months and she's a great, I think you call her personal development coach. And uh, she helped me identify my ego when I was having conversations. I started doing, that's when I first started doing real personal development work because mm -hmm. I was like, shit, I'm going to lose my relationship with someone yeah. I love. I need to figure this out. So I got an idea of where my ego was showing up and I started working on that. Now, um, in 2021 in February, all the information came out. She found out all the, the people I talked to, messaged, I sent sex or uh, videos to. Um, you know, without her consent or knowledge. And we, she's like, you have, to. so we separated and I got my own place. And then we continued to work on the, com the, uh, the relationship in, in private mm -hmm. for about five months. Uh, that was, that took a toll on me too, because I was feeling very unseen and unworthy of being around. Um, but I also understand she was doing that to protect herself. So I get both sides of it. Yeah. But those are my feelings. I started doing um, a lot of men's work and joining communities because I felt very lost. I was like, who in the hell am I? And what is my purpose? So I started connecting. I started, I, I even spent a lot of time actually in the beginning focusing on myself and being like a hermit and reconnecting with myself, a lot of stillness and quiet uh, to be with my own thoughts, which I think is very valuable. Then when I started joining the groups and the communities, I started making connections, being vulnerable and expressive about my emotions, owning them, understanding them. My big journey in the beginning was finding my truths. Who is Scott? What does he want in his life? And a lot of it came down to me being truthful to myself. Yeah. Because my, my brain, just like I believe anybody else, is, is a master manipulator. Sure. It will justify, rationalize any things that, you, that will help you cope with not feeling things. Mm-hmm. Guilty. We've all been there. Uh-huh. Yes. 
that's something I so love and appreciate about you is I got a front row seat to this journey. Because when I met you, you were still with that previous partner. And then this blew up within probably weeks or maybe a couple of months after that. And so we were in contact. You ended up joining Manifestation. We worked together one-on-one. And it was so inspiring and, and fun, frankly, to work with you and have conversations because you were so committed to understanding yourself and to not demonizing your actions, but owning them and being curious about why you have these desires and what's underneath them and how maybe they're not inherently wrong, but how it was being expressed was not ideal because it was not forthright. There was not like open communication with people that were involved in it maybe. And there was like a secrecy around it because you had this fear, this shame, judgments, all the things, right? And so maybe transitioning from where you started to be just radically honest with yourself, with your community, with the people who were influenced by your actions. And you even went to, you did sex addiction therapy for a little while. Yeah. I did sex sex addicts anonymous for Mm -hmm. um, maybe four or five months. That's a really good point you brought up there. First, I want to say gratitude for you, Jordan, for guiding me through that. It was excellent. Um, I can't imagine what it's like to help someone who's in a tough spot and watch them grow through something and have, and have life change. Um, you deserve that feeling because you work hard for it. And um, thank you for doing that. Help being that for me. Absolutely. Part of that. Uh, it took a whole community to help me, but you had a major role in it. Takes a village, right? But I, I did see, yeah, I did Sex Addicts Anonymous and it was very helpful for community for the first few months. Then I noticed for me and my experience, I was like, this is not aligning with me because every time we spoke, we were saying, hey, I'm something. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a sex addict and there's nothing I can do about it, essentially. Yep. And I'm like, that doesn't resonate with me because I am not a person who categorizes or classifies himself as something because mm-hmm. I deeply believe that that will restrict you or that will restrict me. Yep. And that if I say, Hey, I'm such and such, then I will only work within those parameters. Mm-hmm. And I never want that because I could have a full human experience. I love that, man. It's so it's great to hear you say that because when that was happening in myself, I had these, like, I was like, Oh, I didn't want to tell, I didn't want to necessarily tell you what I really thought about it. Cause I wanted you to have your journey and wanted you just to experience what you were meant to experience. But I have my own like reservations and judgments around just the word addict and addiction, um, in sexual context and drugs. Um, not to say that it doesn't have a place, but I think in a lot of those programs it's overused and it's this, this sort of staying in that victim spiral of like, I am this, I can never not be this. And it's, it feels disempowering instead of like empowering. Um, but it's really cool to hear that you went through that. I'm sure you got a ton of value out of it. And also on the other side, you're like, okay, cool. I got the medicine. I'm not, I don't need to stay in this thing. I can come out on the other side and get better medicine, like upgrade my medicine for where I'm at. Absolutely. I could, I, I had this desire to expound off what you said, uh-huh. uh, but I, I, you said it pretty succinctly. Our favorite place to shop for crystal glass, and metal toys is Yoni Pleasure Palace. Sacred squirters, cervix serpents, Yoni eggs, prostate massagers, anal plugs and beaded wands, G-spot massagers, and something Jordan and I use all the time and even travel with are plush, velvety, waterproof blanket. Every product feels so special when it comes from YPP. 
It's probably because of the care that is taken not only in the development of the toy, but in the packing and delivering of the toy. When you collect, because it's definitely a collection of sexy works of art, when you collect a new item, it comes with not only information on how to use it, but to also respect and revere it, along with cultivating respect and reverence for your own body and your own sexuality. I can't sing YPP's praises enough. To add to your collection, visit yonipleasurepalace.com and make sure to use the code thatsexchick, all one word, at checkout for 10% off your order. And pretty please, if you share your items on social media, tag me. I'd love to see what you choose and celebrate you. Yeah, I was in that group and I even um, went so far as to like, I was at a, sometimes I'd be at points where like, I want something out of a community that I'm not getting. And I went ahead and created my own community. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this myself. I was in, I was in pull the trigger mode. That was my, that was my action mode. Pull the trigger. Like instead of me sitting around uh, dreaming about things, I'm just going to freaking do it. So the mantra (laughs) inspired action, just pull the trigger, baby. Yeah. And that was actually part, I believe part of the manifestations course. So what I did was I created um, my own men's group called masculine or called mentality, which is masculine mentality. A safe place for um, men to vulnerably express themselves and have support from others. And that group blew up. So we did start off with weekly Zoom calls where we get on and chat about things. I would usually do a topic. And then it got to where people were, were wanted to do them, but they couldn't do them. So I, I upped it to three calls a week. And I felt mm-hmm. so, I felt like this is something I can do that I'm really enjoying. Um, and it's not it's not a hindrance. It's not like, you know, if you got to get up and go to work in the morning, it was more yeah. like, yes, I get to go do the call and like be there for these guys. So that went really well. And we ended up setting up um, a retreat in Austin, Texas. And that was freaking beautiful. We had a beautiful Airbnb and seven of the guys were there and reported a lot of the, um, a lot of very impactful life changing experience of being seen. And like a lot of these men, they just need someone to listen to them and care about what they're saying. And that's so healing for them. Totally. Um, but yeah, we, we did, um, paddle boarding and, and, um, breath work and a lot of biohacking stuff. So Ah, I love that man after my own heart, lots of activities with the bros. Come on. I learned a lot from you. (laughs) So I want to dig into the transition from being a successful personal fitness like bodybuilding competitor and then a fitness coach and then moving into the men's work and OnlyFans and how that all kind of comes together and where you're at currently? That's a great question. Um, looking back at it, it shows me that a lot of my desire or purpose is through helping others, through service to others. That's where I, f- I feel very good. So the fitness coaching, it started to be like, okay, I'm helping people get in shape but a lot of times they're not fully satisfied. Like there's more that they want or need. Like, oh, I want my six pack abs. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you got your abs. Like, well, I'm so now happy. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, I started realizing through my own journey that there might be things that are deeper at play, emotional, mm-hmm. um, psychological and things like that. So it was an easy transition for me to do uh, fitness coaching into men's mental and emotional health coaching. Uh, but I still have my fitness coaching. I've got assistant coaches taking care of that mainly. Now I'm, I'm trying to understand or trying to think about how I can really break into how I started the OnlyFans. 
And what I, okay, here's what I noticed. I was hanging out with some of my friends. I have, you know, gay friends who are interested in seeing me. The desire, I was like, I have a desire to show my friend pictures and videos and things like mm-hmm. that. So I'm like, is this a part of me as who Scott is in a sexual expression? Or is this just conditioning that's been a part of my life since early childhood? And I was like, okay, so I have a choice. I can either own as my own authentic expression or I can do some freaking hard work and try to pry my, my authentic self away from this and see if that's it. And I was like, yep. you know what? I'm fine with this being my sexual expression. And if later on it becomes an issue, then I will do that deep work. But right yep. now it feels good with me. So I was like, okay, I keep doing this. And I was telling the, my, um, the person I was dating at the time, I was like, this is something I did today. I went and I showed my friend this. And having full transparency and honesty about all parts of me and me owning those things and be like, I'm fine with me being like this. Here's the information to my partner or whomever. Um, you can do with that information what you want, but I'm staying the same. Yeah. That consistency is extremely helpful, in my opinion, uh, for partners having trust. Because you're not just showing them what I was doing in the past. Like, here's all the good parts of me. I'm going to hide the dirty, yeah. shameful stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when you find out, then you can't trust me. As opposed to me coming up front and be like, I'm awesome. And then I do these things that some people might consider off-putting taboo. or whatever. Taboo. Yeah. yeah thank mm-hmm. you for that. Uh, so she was fine and accepted it. And that empowered me to be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to continue being this transparent self. Uh, so I was like, okay, I'm going to own that. I'm doing this. What exactly is inhibiting me from just doing the OnlyFans thing? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, nothing. Cause I, I, I want to do it and I'm doing it anyways. So pull the trigger. Still going strong over here, y'all. Everyday Dose has helped me transition off of coffee and into more presence, less angst, and more sustainable energy in my life. With a third of the caffeine compared to coffee, this mushroom blend features sun theanine, lion's mane, chaga, and collagen protein. And it actually tastes great. Ready to kick coffee with me, but keep the yummy morning bev? Go to everydaydose.com, code that sex chick for savings at checkout even if the items you are purchasing are already discounted. Yeah, baby. Everydaydose.com. Just digging in there a little bit. How long have you done some form of um, exhibitionist being paid to be watched? Um, having a sugar daddy of sorts is how I might describe the one guy you talked about when you're in marriage. Like what was the journey a little bit of being paid for that or just doing it and enjoying it? Um, is that something that was like a, a pretty consistent part of your life for many years? What did that look like a little bit? Yeah. Since I was like a young kid more with friends. Yeah. There's the, you know, friends were just like, it sounds weird, but when, when I was young too, mm-hmm. and just like experimental stuff as, as kids playing around and like showing ourselves off or whatever. And then it started to, uh, as I got, um, through puberty, I started being interested in women. Um, and it was there as well. Um, it's always, it's been part of my life since young childhood. Yeah. Like I had done like one time when I was younger, I did an, uh, it was an escort mm-hmm. for a woman. Uh, and then, yeah, I think that answers it. So it's just been, yep. it's been forever. So then OnlyFans gets on your radar. So tell me a little bit about that. Like, when did you first hear about it? Like, what did you think when you started to imagine what this could look like for you? Yeah. So in that relationship, um, the last relationship I was in, we had seen it and and thought about it, but, um, for our reputations and the message that we wanted to put across as a couple, 
it was not conducive gotcha. to that overall message, at least for us at that time. So it was on my radar for about two years. And I, I look at it and I'd see people make fun of it, but I never really thought it was like something to make fun of. I was just like, well, if that's what people choose to do, then good for them. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, I guess it was like September, late September, I started mine. And what I hadn't realized, Jordan, was interesting is I had actually catered to an audience and built them up for years. I did bodybuilding for um, so long and then I had acquired an audience who were attracted to men uh, with nice physiques. And then I started being uh, more sexually expressive in my last relationship where I'd be wearing less clothes, dancing, things like that. And just be more what I felt was authentic to myself mm-hmm. uh, in the performance aspect on social media. Uh, so I created, I went from like, um, for example, maybe 15,000 to 85,000 followers. And, and now I have like 80% men who are following me. So you kind of get the idea of what's going on here. So in this, this past September, like four months ago, I had, um, started my OnlyFans for the first time and it blew the fuck up. Yeah. I remember you telling me about the first month and you were just like, dude, I had, no idea, but this is like lucrative and I'm enjoying it. Yeah. So there comes another lesson in this too, because it was very lucrative. And I went from just starting it to the top 0.6% of all fans in like, wow. in like a matter of six weeks. And I was like, trip. I was like, holy shit, like I can, this is going to change my life. Then I started noticing something. I was sitting with anxiety. I was like, oh, I got to make another video. Oh shit. I got to make X amount of dollars per day. And that knocked me out of the present. I was living in the future and I realized I'm not happy. I'm not comfortable. I'm, I'm constantly living in the, pre- in the future. And, and, I, and I said, what is this worth to me? Is it worth continuing to have the stress to make money that I think I need or take a step back and actually enjoy life in the moment? That's one thing that's been really important to me lately is being conscious in every moment to make decisions or make choices from the heart like I'm having a conversation with you, like a check-in with myself. Like I have gratitude for being here. I have gratitude for being with you right now in this conversation, being invited on the podcast. And that in itself generates more love and appreciation for life. And it generates the life that I want is by being in the moment. I think a lot of people are living in anxiety with a lot of fear that's going around. Like you can get hurt, you can get sick, you can lose your job, da 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 da, da. things are, you know, you have an argument. There's, there's so much static going on in our lives. I noticed this with traveling too. Recently, I did a lot of traveling. Mm. All these thoughts are in my head. Like, which thoughts are mine and which are the, everyone else's thoughts? So whenever I take time to lay down, meditate, drive with the music off, or go on a walk, I can reconnect with my truths, who I am, be in the present moment, and I can make clearer decisions about my life. That's beautiful, man. I perceive you. you to be somebody who has really committed themselves to that practice of presence. And it sounds like cliches, fuck. You're like, oh, just really want to be present and love yourself. baby. But you, yeah, exactly. But you really embody that. It's something that when I'm physically with you, I notice that you are, and you'll catch yourself sometimes you'd be like, whoo, and you'll take a deep breath. You'd be like, get a little excited here. Let me come back. And it's just great. It's really fun to watch you do that in real time. And so in the context of OnlyFans, you're experiencing the success, you're maybe getting some level of validation. You're getting to scratch this itch, this part of you that you've maybe felt a little bit ashamed to fully own. And now you're 
getting like seen and um, yeah, compensated for that. You're having fun on some level, I'm sure. But then you notice that, okay, maybe I'm overdoing this or this is kind of hijacking a lot of my presence because I'm like seeing the dollars and the fame, maybe and those kinds of things. So what, you know, cause you're only what, I guess four months into this roughly, like where are you at now slash most recently in the context of OnlyFans? Good question. Um, yeah. So it started to consume me mm-hmm. and uh, I wasn't being my authentic self because my sexual expression was was all that was showing up. And I'm like, you were well, leading with that. More yeah. Or less. Yeah. And I'm like, but that's only a part of me. Like there's a lot more to me and I want to mm-hmm. be seen for that. Uh, so I've dialed it back with, with the f- frequency I'm doing the work and I'm still doing really well with it. Um, I uh, am like in the top 1% still. Um, there's some interesting stuff we can get into. If you want to hear about like how interactions go on OnlyFans, that's present. Okay, yeah, I do. Oh, cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's a, there's a thing called, um, giants, giantism stuff. Well, not like, like you have a giant leg or something, but like uh-huh. people are into, they are like, I assume sexually aroused by the idea of someone being 500 feet tall and like <laughs> smashing things. Gotcha. And that's been some of my most successful niche or genres. Giants. Okay. It, yeah. So like what I do, I love it. Cause I love creating and I love acting. I've always had, mm-hmm. I used to act when I was younger. So I like, I put my phone on the ground with a fa- the screen faced up, uh-huh. camera faced up. And uh, I usually go on Instagram to do like a green screen and I put mm. like a clouds in the green screen, like uh-huh. a, a sky. In there. Uh, this is and cool. I, I love and this. I, <laughs> and I stomp around in my thong or my jock strap and they're like, now blow up some tanks and like swat some helicopters. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to smash your ass and I'm going to take over your whole city. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> and I'm just like, I have fun with it. I mean, it feels like you're playing. Like when I you describe that, it, it's like you're playing. I am. And I, and I don't have to get naked for that or like yeah. get an erection because mm-hmm. that could be exhausting. Like if you have to like, Hey, I have like three custom videos day and all of them want you to like masturbate and ejaculate. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I just like, I have a partner too. And like, yeah, <laughs> you know, totally. I, and that's another interesting dynamic too, that we can talk about is creating a safe space to do this work while also showing up for your partner. <sighs> Absolutely. Yeah. So we've designated areas of the house where it's like that's sacred space mm-hmm. and love that. And that's where we don't do videos or anything like that. And, um, other places. Here's an issue though that I have had is I have made that divide so great. Like I have a primal aspect where I do the OnlyFans and then I have a sacred aspect where I do her. No, I, <laughs> I, no, I do. I, uh, I have uh, sacred sexual intimacy with her. Mm-hmm. What happened there though is I, I did the divide too much. And then mm. sometimes I or she just wants to be fucked. Yeah. So. Um, I have to like reintegrate that part. It's, mm. it's learning all about calibrating this and emotions. So I kept like looking at it. I was like, oh, it has to be this super intimate experience where souls are connecting. Yeah. Sometimes we just like down and dirty, just down and dirty little Dom sub kind of action. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I think that explains that. Cool. Um, mm. That's the giant thing that's so, so you're like kind of a giant that you re- represent that demographic yeah. on some level in the context of rolling fans. Yeah, I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you. That. And then, then there's a lot of other things. We like feet. Um, I'm trying to think of one right now that might be kind of out there. I had one that recently that kind of kind of spooked me. A woman wanted me to be like really like evil dominant mm-hmm. and like take advantage from like and um, like in the video like mm-hmm. be that character and 
and uh, be really dark. So just let your mind wander with being dark. And I'm like, can I make this video? Like, is that even legal to make a video like that? I'm not even sure. So I had to play a fine line with like, I love acting and I love performing, but what, like, what am I actually allowed to do? So I'm, yeah. I'm checking in with that. Interesting. It is, an, it is weird. Cause like a lot of times I wonder is like, okay, one of the first things I asked myself before doing OnlyFans, I'm like, would I care if my family saw this? Mm-hmm. And I said, fuck no, it just came out. I didn't even think about it. And uh, so I did it, but there's some things that I'm like, would I care if somebody watched me, uh, you know, use a toy on myself, like mm. fuck my ass or something. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, nah, you know, I don't really want anybody, but it's not that big a deal. So, um, this next video, this other video that I told you about, I'm just like, I don't know if I, if I really want anybody like to be seen that, like taken out of context or something mm. because it's, you know, it's a private thing for them and, and me. So it's confusing. Trying to find boundaries is, is yeah. it's like you learn a lot about yourself when you put yourself in uncomfortable situations or things outside your comfort zone, then you, you learn new boundaries. Yeah. So I'm learning a shit ton about myself. It sounds like it. And you don't know the edge until you come up against it. Right. Yeah. And I, and, um, I enjoy edging. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, I know that about you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and so kind of being in the present and looking to the future with OnlyFans, your purpose, mentality, um, men's work, and just the trajectory for yourself, how do you see this fitting into it? And I'll just say for me, when I see you, I'm like, this dude is so unique. Like what you represent, who you speak to, how you show up, and how you are unapologetically owning this part of yourself is so cool, man. It's so inspiring. I think it's so healing for a lot of people. And it's really courageous because it is taboo. It is, I'm sure you've experienced some embarrassment and some shame and things like that. And you've probably had partners and people in your life that have like put that on you, have responded because they've had their own discomfort around it. And the way you still continue to step into that more boldly and are like trailblazing for yourself and bringing these pieces of yourself together and shining a light on it and being Scott holiday, like uniquely yourself and the medicine that you have to give to the world. It's beautiful, man. Like I, I just love that about you and keep going brother. Thank you. I absolutely appreciate that. Um, that's a, one of my favorite compliments is to be seen by people who I love and respect and be told that it's unique and healing is like, you are just like t- telling me all the things I want to hear. My, <laughs> my ego is like, yeah. Uh, I really appreciate that Jordan. So going forward, uh, this is the thing that I've been trying to figure out specifically. And I, I had a conversation with a friend. Her name is Liv recently. And I was talking to her about this. I'm like, how do I show up in this capacity? And it's what, what I'm thinking it's going to be is combining the two things I love to do, men's healing and the sex work. Because I recently had um, someone from OnlyFans reach out to me. Hey, I'd like to have a conversation, do like FaceTime or something like that. And I was like, well, I don't know what this could be, but I'll just make it whatever it is. So Mm. I gave him, you know, my hourly rate uh, he paid. And then we showed up for a conversation and it was a beautiful conversation about our lives and what's going on, um, why we are the way we are reflecting on, on our choices and, and, decisions and, and where we're going and what we are now and what we're feeling. And so it would be essentially combining the two, having a, uh, an in through OnlyFans or sex work to help men heal any sexual traumas that they're mm-hmm. experiencing, or it doesn't even have to be sexual traumas or anything. It's just, it's just my way of, 
of connecting with them yep. is me authentically expressing myself and like, Hey, attention grabber, look over mm-hmm. here. Oh, by the way, you're, you're a human, you're loved, you're seen. Tell me about your experience. Sell them on what they want and then give them what they need kind of a thing. <laughs> Some element of that, which I love. Very, yeah, yeah. Very common in, um, in marketing. Mm-hmm. I think that encapsulates what the direction is now going forward. Yeah. And is that, so this recent call, was that sort of evidence of like, wow, yeah, this I think is what I want. This is what I'm going for. This is the direction I'm headed in. Has there been other examples of that? Um, Is there even more of a vision that's starting to open up? Yeah. So that was an affirmation. Now, speaking to this, as I look back and reflect on it, um, I have a common theme that comes to me, a common demographic. It's usually men who are, they know they're homosexual or have a homosexual aspect to them mm-hmm. and they are afraid to come out and they mm-hmm. see, I believe that, I believe they see me as a beacon for like strength and sexuality and they just, they want to know like, what is it, what is it that I have to do in order to own my sexuality and show up oh, as my authentic self? I love that. So the majority, many of my mentality members are gay men who are, they're just, they're freaking awesome humans. And they just need some support and some community because maybe where they're at in their life, their family or their community, they don't feel as if they could be uh, accepted fully. Some of it has to do with uh, religious or church stuff. Yeah, I've heard that a I lot. Can relate. Yeah. So um, that has been the main demographic of people who are coming to me are, are men who are choosing to stay in the closet for now or, but they want to come out. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful, man. I, I never thought that. that I never thought that I'd be in a position um, to be assisting in that, at least in this phase of my life. It's, yeah. It's pretty interesting. And I own it and I love it. That's so great, man. Um, when you said the religious thing and the closet coming out, I just, I have so much compassion for those people. I, I grew up with a lot of Christian church influences. My grandparents were pastors of a charismatic church. My dad is actively trying to convert me to Christianity every day. <laughs> he is like, he's an evangelist through and through. And I love my dad. Like I've said it before, a typical conversation with my dad is, hey, best son, it's your best dad. I was just driving along the freeway, thinking about you, praying for you. How's my best son doing today? That's my dad. Um, and I, I picture my grandpa, Papa, as I call him, who's the pastor of Powerhouse Christian Fellowship in Orange County on the pulpit. I was a young teenager. And it was when one of the props around gay marriage was coming up in California. And I remember he delivered an entire sermon around why that was wrong, why we had to rally the troops to not let this proposition pass. And my whole life, it was just accepted in my mind that being gay was wrong. It was bad. You're going to hell, burning in eternity, all these things that were just like, in my psyche, just burned into me. And I remember getting into college and beyond as I started to just be exposed to more life experiences and having more of my own considerations and contemplations and my own heart and thinking and my own direct relationship with God, starting to slowly feel like that seems not true. That doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel like a compassionate, loving God. That just doesn't feel true to me. Um, and so I imagine for a lot of men, there's so much of that that's ingrained in them and they don't necessarily have the tools, the community, the inspiration of people that can say, you know, no, that that's not true. That, that doesn't have to be true. That makes me think, so I'm going to say something just to help me 
um, and just verbalize it and say it out loud is my work is important, Jordan. Fuck yeah, it is, bro. Whenever we, I'm going to say this too. Whenever we don't tolerate or negatively judge someone else, there's an aspect of us that we are not accepting. And if we don't fully accept ourselves, we can't fully love ourselves. And if we can't fully love ourselves, we can't fully receive. Woo, he's channeling. Yeah, but Come on. <laughs> so I'm about to speak in tongues over here. This, this is my grandma's tongue. She'd say this is blasphemous yeah. using her tongues in this context. <laughs> well, she's not here. So okay. Um, that's another thing that's really important. When I, so now that I've done personal development journey and I'm feeling very, like, I don't feel like it's over, ever over, but I feel very strong with who I am. I've been moving on to spiritual journey. So I did the physical fitness, personal development. This is my, my process, physical fitness, personal development. Now I'm on spiritual. Whenever or anytime I'm making my choices throughout my life, I remind myself, am I coming from a place of love? Where is this choice coming from? How am I interacting with this person? Is it coming from love? So I remind myself. What am I doing? There's some political leader or somebody that I don't like what they're doing. They're, they're uh, restricting my freedom or freedom of others. I say, take deep breath. And like, this person is doing the best that they know how with what they have. And they've been a service to self. They're trying to take care of themselves, their family. Just, I try not to put, it's so difficult in the context uh-huh. of the world that we live in. I try my best not to put qualitative factors on anything that I see because mm-hmm. that's going to disconnect me from, from humanity. And right now we need connection and unity through humanity more than ever. <sighs> Amen, brother. Well said, man, that that's medicine for oh, the people. Let me say something else too. Since we're on the podcast. Bring it on them. So right now I see with um, news media, a lot of things that are being said, division, division, division. These people are like that. Those people are like this a lot of tribalism that focus on division will only create more division. It's a law of attraction in a sense. We need to change the narrative to unity because that's the only way we're actually going to heal. Division's only going to create more division. Like, Hey, I don't like this political party. Hey, I don't like that race or this organization. We have to find common ground to actually heal. Not happening. That's good shit, brother. On that note, I think we can start to bring this to a close. Um, This has been great, man. Um, I think that you, are truly bringing that unity in your unique way and bringing the flavor that is Scott Holiday. So thank you, man. I love you. I appreciate you. Um, anything else you want to say? Certainly tell the people where they can find you on OnlyFans, Instagram, all those things, and just any other closing words that you want to throw out there. Yeah, I really appreciate you, Jordan. I appreciate you and Lexi and what you guys are doing for this community. I really love Austin, Texas. It yeah. just feels right. Okay. It feels like a beacon of light in a shitstorm. Yeah. Um, you guys can find me again at Holiday Bam, two L's, H O L L I D A Y B A M, on Instagram. And from there, I have a link in my bio if you want to either do fitness coaching, men's mental, emotional health coaching, or if you want to see the exclusive content. I don't post as much about it as, as often because Instagram's really cracking down. Uh-huh. It's like too damn sexy. He is, man. You should see this guy in only a thong on his Instagram. Woo wee! Get the best of us hot and bothered. <laughs> Thanks, bro. (laughs) Thanks for being on here, man. This has been a pleasure. Cheers, homie. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you extra, extra loved it, make sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see y'all next week.